Hello, and welcome to Why Are We Talking About Rabbits? Why are we talking about rabbits? Well, we're not. Rabbits are those things that you find online, in the media, mostly in the media. Little widgets that are always being produced, memes that come out, and news narratives that come and go. We're going to go a little deeper. We're going to look beyond the rhetorical rabbits and try to figure out using history and philosophy and theology and many years immersed in in foreign countries to figure out how did we get here? So we're going to analyze cultural phenomena from a new world and an old world perspective because that's what we do at our nonprofit. It's we have a we have something to say about this. So join me, John Hears, and our team of first things field workers as we wonder why are we talking about rabbits? We're advocating for a better present by reminding us of our past. This is episode five. This is the Lidometer. So today, we're going to do this thing, heavy thing lightly, where we talk about heavy stuff lightly. This is going to be hopefully somewhat light. So this is about trying to figure out where our mind is at. Where's your mind at? This comes out of, we're on our fifth podcast now. People are people are paying attention. They like what's going on. I want to thank everybody for, for, for listening. I think there's something to this conversation where people think, you know what? I'm learning something. Well, at least that's what I'm hearing. But I'm not only hearing good stuff. You know that, right? I'm also taking a punch in the gut, which is really good. That's what you should take. It's like a boxer. You know when a boxer, he goes first, second round and feeling each other. It's not really to get oh, punched right there in the face. And then right after that, your adrenaline kicks in and you start to remember your sense of purpose. It's really good. This is our fifth pod. And I've had like four rounds of oh, taking body blows. And here's one punch I've been taking and I'm thankful for it. It sounds like this, dude, what are you actually talking about? Bam, some truth to that, some true to that. It isn't always clear, right? It's not cool that someone would listen 40 minutes and not know what you're talking about. But if you listen carefully, and if I say it clearly, it's really just one thing, right? We're attempting to look at our modern Western culture what I call in this pod, the new world. And you can find the new world in the old world. You can find bits of it all over the place. It's mostly the things associated with American and Europe, though. It's the enlightenment. But we're here to try to, right, outfit our listeners with an old world set of glasses, bifocals that you can see through. And what are you looking through to understand your world is an old world lens. It's not easy because we're all of the enlightenment. But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a different perspective on our own cultural reality, right? And I was taking a gut punch because it's not always clear to people what the old world is and what, what that means. So today's pod, I invented a machine. Yeah, I did. And on today's pod, I actually use the machine. I try it out because... I'm doing science today. I try out my new machine. 
on my own daughter. And I'm trying to like hook her up to this old world bifocal lightometer thing to see if she can see where she stands as per this historical divide, which is really red and blue states, which is really north and south, developed in developing countries. There's this divide. And so we're going to try it out today. That's why we're calling today's episode the lightometer. So first of all, here's a definition of the old world to clarify using words. It's a set of shared values, not necessarily beliefs about God, but it's sort of shared cultural values held by many, many people, the great majority, before the Enlightenment, say 1650. Those are words. If that doesn't help you because it's very, you know, it's out of context, here's some sounds. Here's some sounds that will help you understand the old world. Yeah. Here's the first sound. Silence. That's a sound or a lack of sound that characterizes life before the Enlightenment. Lots of silence. And with silence comes a degree of simplicity. So all of our guys in the field working in overseas, they see this. They see it in the real slow movement of the guys making tea at night. Oh, Lord, another round of tea. Or in the way folks wait and take it easy when it comes to transportation. Don't worry. It's all going to happen. It's it's a lot of sitting quietly. It's silence. It's a joke about the weather. And then hearing the tea boil because it's silent. And then you hear the, oh, out back, there's the river, which isn't really that close to my mud hut. Silence. Yeah, silence. That's the sound of the old world. Here's another thing, another sound from the old world. Yep. You hear it? farm animals like nearly everybody in 1600 was a farmer up until 1917 here's a russian fact for you 80 percent of the total population were peasant farmers in 1500 in england 85 percent were peasant farmers all those cats know what animals sound like okay animals here's another sound you hear it? Grinding, cutting, pounding, canning, chopping, right? Grinding, padding, tortilla flowers, ground nuts. All these verbs are what my wife calls putzing, right? It's the stuff around the house you do to get the house just right. But it was hours and hours of this. Old right? You get it. Those are the sounds of the old world. How about a smell or two? Well, first of all, I would argue that the smells of the old world, remember, this podcast is to clear up. What am I talking about? The smells of the old world. I mean, you got to start with stuff burning. Whenever we travel, you're like, what's that smell? It's usually something burning, something that you usually meant to burn, like garbage. Or maybe it's something that you didn't mean to burn, like oat. Oh, your buddy's field, because you were actually just trying to control burn your own. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, there's a lot of brush being burned. There's a lot of manure being burned. Right? There's just a lot of stuff out, a little smoke in the air at night. Charcoal being burned to cook with. There's a lot of burning in the air. In Mali, I always remember the karate oil burning. 
right? And then there's food smells. It's always, it's usually, it's not always wheat, but it's bread. There's variations on bread. Then there's cassavas and plantains. And it smells pretty good. Basically, everybody was burning and baking something in their own homes with some sort of homemade gizmo, okay? And then there's the smell of liquor, usually a white liquor, not something you bought at a store. It's something you brewed in the back of your house, usually out of some fruit, some fermenting fruit. Everybody, most cultures have a white liquor, a moonshine. Now, there's another way to think of the old world, and it's, the, it's, it's cool to me. It's a way to get in your mind to get out of your mind, okay? And that's what I'm going to do with my gizmo called the light o meter I've devised a little system that is going to reveal the deepest mysteries of your mind to you regarding who you are. It's a thought meter, and it evaluates just how new world or how old world you are. Now, why are we doing this? Because I think it's important to actually enter in and participate using your mind with this whole podcast pretext, which is that there is a difference. Let's find out how today, because we're going to give you guys the Watar Light People Lightometer Test machine science thing. We're going to hook your brain up. And we're going to do it. You ready to do it? Get a pen. That's not very fancy in 2020, but I think you might want a pen or you can go old school and just remember that's definitely old world. And then you got to add another thing people aren't doing so well today. So you want to remember and then you want to add. Okay. And then we're going to learn something about you, about me, about Georgia. Five questions. On each question, I'm going to ask you to write down a number. The number is going to be a three, a two, a one, or a zero. A three says, well, it points out that you're saying, yeah, I agree. Heck yeah. That's correct, 100% how I feel. A three is, yes, I totally see that. I get that. A two is, yeah, I think I get that. I got some questions about that, but it feels generally righter than wronger. That's a two. A one is, yeah, no, I don't think I'm down with that, not feeling it. It's not a total disaster, but one. Yeah, I'm uh, not really getting it. Zero. I don't think it's true. I don't agree. I'm not feeling it. Zero. You ready? Three, two, one, zero. Here we go. Now, I have to turn it on. Very powerful machine. This is science, people. Here we go. First question. What do you think of this particular statement? When you die... You won't really die all the way. It's more like you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wait for the next world to sort of come. Three, two, one, zero. Three is like, heck yeah, when I die, I'm going to sort of go to sleep and then the world to come will come. Or zero is like, heck no, that sounds crazy. Two is probably true. One is, I'm not so sure. It's not looking good, but I won't rule it out. Three, two, one, zero. Create your answer now. Second question. 
The best way to get to know a person is to ask someone else about them. Someone other than themselves. I'll say it again. The best way to get to know you is to ask someone else about you. Three, two, one, zero. The best way to get to know you is to ask someone else about you. Third question. You should have two numbers down in your head. A picture of your beloved dog or of your wonderful sister or your lover. A picture on the wall in front of you actually brings that person close to you. It actually makes them present. Three is, heck yeah, that's true. Zero is, is, yeah, no, it's called ink on paper. Not a real thing. Not a person. Again, that question was, is a picture, when I carry it around with me or I see it on a wall, it actually brings that person next to me. They are actually there close to me. That's question C or three. Here's the next question. The fourth question of five. It's not really a question. It's a statement. Respect isn't earned. It is owed by you to others. I'll try it again. Respect is not earned. It is owed by you to others. Don't think. Just emote. Three, two, one, zero. Respect isn't earned. It is owed to you by others. You should now have four numbers down. This is exciting. Here's the fifth question. It's a phrase, and I want you to tell me how it hits you. I cannot wait to live with my parents in one big roof when they get really old and ornery. I want to honor them, and I can't wait. My, my, my heart is fluttering with the thought. Three, two, one, zero. Three being... My heart is fluttering. Zero is not feeling that at all. Now you have five numbers there. You just need calculations. The machine will do it for you, but if you want to go ahead, you can probably do it faster than the machine, which is currently the thing that is in my brain, which is not good at math. You added it up, and the machine is moving about and coming out with your score. You have it there. This is exciting. It's a little bit like Tom Edison. And now let's find out what your score means. If you have on your paper the number 15, if on the paper there is a 15, right? Like in those cool like James Bond movies from the 60s, like a paper came spitting out of your machine and it's got a number 15 on it. You are the Charlemagne the ninth century king from France. You're full retro, okay? You think the old world style is number one. You probably drink from a goblet. There's a chance, a, a big chance, that you own a pre-Columbian handmade weapon of some sort. The enlightened philosophers that we talk about on this show, they were trying to rid the earth of you. Like, seriously, you would feel comfortable hanging out with Bedouins. That's right. If you have a 15, you are old world, man. You get it. If you have the number 12, 13, or 14 right there on your paper, 
You are the villager. That's right. The old world is in your bones. There's a really good chance you hate malls. Places like Algeria and Ethiopia roll out the red carpet for you. Your Spotify collection includes chants from some hard-to-pronounce province, and you wish there was more hierarchy in the world. That's right. You own a Spotify collection of foreign chants. If you answered 7, 8, 9, 10, or 11, you're in the middle. You are the suburbanite. You feel romantic about the old world. You like the security of hierarchy. But hierarchy is mostly a word that you'd rather read about in a book. It feels like you should want to obey your elders a lot more than you actually do. So there's that. The suburbanite living in the middle. What about if you got a four, a five, or a six on your paper right there? You are the shining city dweller on the hill. That's right. You have hope. You have hope for the modern world because you trust science and Reddit. It's a very good website for you. If people would do what science told them to do, then society would be a lot better off. And so would scientists, by the way. You think Columbus was a jerk, but also you weirdly really appreciate the new world philosophies that he helped download into your very Colombian brain. The shining city dweller on the hill. What if you have a one, a two, or a three in front of you? Isn't this machine amazing? It's, it's an audacious machine. You, with a one, two, three there, you're the high nooner. That's right. It's official. It's science. The bright light of the new world, it hovers at high noon for you. Always above you, right there, shining down like a perma-halo from a perfectly engineered drone that follows your every move. You even probably know how the drone works. You love manuals. You trust your brain more than you trust your uncle. And you don't get why people just can't be better, damn it. Also, education is the key to everything. Like everything. That brings us to the final, the final science category. Uh, this is empirical truth I'm about to announce to you that if you have a zero, if it's on the paper... If the machine spit out a zero, then you have won the Francis Bacon Award. That's right. Francis Bacon, he who basically was responsible for the settling of the entire new world with his brand new idea of creating trading companies. That's right. Among other things. And science academies. The Francis Bacon Award goes to you people with a zero on the paper. That's right. Old world thinking has the same appeal to you as placing leeches on an open sore. You are so light that you enjoy concocting new ways to study the effects that scientific studies have on science students. The Francis Bacon Award. There you have it. The latest in scientific advancement right here on Watar. You've just taken the Watar version of the NFL's Wonderlick exam. <laughs> Those don't work, by the way, very well. You've just been put through the podcast ringer in order to get your head clear on just what an old world thinker is. And 
what a new world thinker isn't. And I'm sticking by it. I didn't take more than a few thousand hours to figure out those five questions. I think they work. It's science. And if it's still foggy for you, please keep listening. We at Watar promise that there is a method to this madness and the great divide in the world right now. This is serious biz. The divide is found in these two divergent ways of seeing the world. We'll keep exploring them. In fact, let's do it right now. With our very first Watar remote. Well, it's not fair to call it a remote because the person I'm going to interview actually lives in my house. So I'm very happy to get started now with our very first interview where we will put someone dear to me into the lightometer. So, we're here with our very first guest on Watar. Our guest, yes, this is nepotism. They are related to me. Georgia, say hi. Hey. <laughs> Georgia is a 21-year-old now. Yeah. You are the child of Helen Hears and yes. John Hears. Yes, this is true. And, well, you're going to take the light meter examination <laughs> machine thing. You ready? I love talking so close to your face. You like being in the studio? Yeah, Yeah, this is cool. It's a nice studio. Guys, uh, Georgia has agreed to be the first Mm -hmm. to take this very scientific examination. I'm going to administer the examination. Please look straight ahead and not into my eyes. (laughs) That's the science part. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Okay, you feel good about that? Here we go. I feel nervous. What we're trying to do is figure out where you, what what kind of mind you have. Hmm. Is it an old world mind or is it a new world mind? Hmm. How do you think? And these questions have been vetted with about 120 different scientific institutions and also not at all vetted. But let's see if you can help me make sense of it. Here we go. Remember, your answers are based on a scale of three to zero. Three is, man, do I agree with that? Yeah, my heart speaks to that 100%. Two is, yeah, it sounds kind of right. Okay. One is, yeah, something's off. Not sure I fully agree, but yeah, it's okay. Zero is, is, yeah, no, that's not true or good or anything. I don't agree with that at all. Okay, got it. Three, really, yes. Zero, really, no. And then two is, yeah, kind of. One is, nah, I don't think so, but you ready? Okay, ready. You excited? Yeah. After you take this exam, your eyes, they glow. That's mm. part of the examination situation. It's so enlightening that you become, you glow. That seems scary. That's the premise of this invention. Here we go. Okay. First question. When you die, Georgia, you won't really die all the way. It's more like you'll be asleep and you'll be waiting for some sort of next world. Three, two, one, or zero. I'm going to go three on that. Three. Okay. So you think something's out there. I think something's out there. <laughs> Excellent. Interesting. Okay. I didn't I didn't know where you were going to go on that. Here's <laughs> What? Do you feel like pressured into answers? Don't feel pressured. Super pressured right well, now. Well, you should not These are basically feel, just your answers. This is science. This is okay. super not pressurized situation. Got it. Okay. This is what we call objective. Hmm. B. What's that word again? 
objective. Got it. This is the second question. It's important. The best way to get to know you, Georgia, is to ask someone else about you. To not ask you, but to ask someone else. The best way to get to know a person is to ask someone else about them, not them themselves. Uh, can I can I go can I go one point five on that? Oh no, I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two. Two. Yeah. Two. First answer was a three. Second answer is a two. Yeah. Excellent. Here's your third question. When you carry a picture of a friend or a parent or a dog, when they carry a picture around with you, say in your pocket, carrying it around with you, okay. that person is in fact close to you. They're actually almost like with you when they're they're with you in a picture. So when I carry around a picture of something or someone, I am... You're, you're asking me, do do I believe? Do you think you're close to them? Like, look right up there. There's grandma right there. Like spiritually close. I don't I can't know. Ask that. You no, just... you can't. You just react. Like they're with you when you carry that picture with. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two point five. Can I? Can I no, go? I the five. The points are. <laughs> that's it's, it's ruining the like the the machine can't handle the decibels. Okay, you, you destroyed them. Okay, I'm gonna go two. Do you feel it? Smell it? It's smoking. Is that your breath that I'm smelling? It's like possible. It's, your it's possible. You ready for the next question? Yes. So that's a three, a two, and a two. Yes. Got you. Here's your fourth question. Respect is not earned. It is owed by you to others. Respect is not earned. It is owed by me to others. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, I wish I could do that. Okay, I'm going to go three. You're going three. That's a three. That's a three. You got three, two, two, <sighs> and three. This is harder than I thought. This is difficult. Yeah, I'm sweating. But it's, it's because that's what happens when you're... And it's objective and it's scientific. So here's the fifth one question. Man, I can't wait to live with my parents one day when they get old and cranky under one roof taking care of them. That's going to be great. Um, I'm going to go one on that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not true that you want to do that. Okay, not, that's a well, one. No, 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 no. I mean... No, you can answer. That's a scientific answer you just gave. Okay. Well, you're saying it's going to be great. I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm saying I'm going to do it. I'm going to Well, no, that's... It. No, it's just your reaction to okay. this phrase. I can't wait to live with my parents when they get really old and cranky under one roof. One. One. Here are your answers. Three to when you die. Two to the best way to get to know someone. Two when I carry my picture of my friend. Three, respect isn't earned. It's owed. And the fifth question you said was a one. So if you add that up, three plus two plus two is seven. <laughs> plus three is 10. <laughs> plus one is 11. And do you want to know where you fall on the scale? No. You fall as the suburbanite. You're making that up. No. that's You feel romantic <laughs> about the old world, but... Hierarchy is a word you'd rather read about in a book. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It so feels accurate. like you should want to obey your elders, right? A lot more than you actually do. <laughs> and the individual is not more important than the group 
Except, well, sometimes you feel like you are a lot more important than a lot of dumb groups you belong to. Was this an opportunity just to school me? No, it's interesting, though. <laughs> By the way, you're the high end of the Spurbanite. In other words, you're very close to being a villager. Hmm. A villager is someone who, yeah, the old world is in your bones. There's a really good chance you hate malls. Hmm. And places like Algeria and Ethiopia roll out the red carpet for you. You almost <laughs> fell into this category. But you're a high suburbanite. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. I wonder, do you think your friends would come in lower? Lower numbers means you're sort of more modern. Higher numbers means you're, you're acting sort of old, really old world. I think um, it depends. I think... Well, it does uh, de definitely depend. Are you afraid they're going to hear this and they're going to judge you? <laughs> no, I would say on a spectrum, maybe closer to modern. Yeah. So they might have a lower number. They might come in as the high nooner or the shining city on the hill. I don't know what that means, what any of those titles <laughs> mean. But yeah. Well, that's because this meter just came out tonight. <laughs> and pretty soon it's going to be all over social media. Oh, no. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You're well, going to be canceled. I'm going to get canceled probably, aren't I? <laughs> How long before I'm canceled? I feel like you already have been. No, yeah, no. I, like I am, I am canceled. You know what? I don't think you're canceled because I don't think, I don't think you've made mainstream media yet. But once you make mainstream media, I'm canceled. I gotta watch out for you. But that's really weird because, do they like get you mainstream to cancel you? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. Georgia, say goodbye. Okay. To our growing audience by yes the way. hi growing audience yes the growing audience of people interested in this great divide that's that's really affecting culture we'll talk to you again this is called the georgia j interview series we're gonna bring her on from time to time because she's an interesting although you came in higher than i thought it's because really? you're being pressured by an old person staring closely right at your face. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Thanks, That's Papa, George for John. Me. Yeah, don't don't check out yet because we're gonna say goodbye right now. Sitting here with Georgia, this is to say Shenny's Gagimarjo. So that means to you the victory. That's often said at a party called the Capy. We had one last night. Mm -hmm. And that's from the Georgian Republic. That's it for our pod today. Watar is produced by Andrew Schwark. And double produced by Daniel Paternos. Our pod is brought to you by the creators of First Things Foundation. That's a nonprofit that lives and works in some of the world's most impoverished places, immersing in order to create momentum for local change and local change makers, folks we call impresarios. We work for their vision, vision of a better life, Georgia. So share Watar with friends, Georgia. You have friends. It likes, I know you have like three at least. <laughs> Hit us up with a solid review on iTunes and everywhere you get your podcasts. Your love for us allows us, Georgia, to serve others. That's what my job is. It's beautiful. Now you know what I'm doing. Finally. Like you didn't know until this actual announcement. No. That's scary. <laughs> everybody. Hasta luego. Cambufo. Peace out. You can find Georgia at Oberlin. She's a singer. That's right. In the conservatory there singing jazz. Ooh. Peace out. Bye. Kambufo Nachwamdis.